Welcome back. This is Brianna, guys. I am here with Amanda, and she is back in the country, back from Bali, and back to expand the conversation around mindfulness and what it means to just truly tune in and begin to love yourself, be easier on yourself, and give yourself a freaking break. Welcome to the Critical Conversations podcast. My name is Brianna Reesing, and I'm a critical care nurse with a true passion for preventative health. I've seen firsthand the impact that poor diet and lifestyle choices can have on us long-term. So with each episode, we'll dive deeper into the realities of our healthcare system, what preventative health truly entails, and what you can do about it. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Bree. I have Amanda on the other line here. This is Critical Conversations podcast episode 19. I can't believe how far we've gone and the conversations we've been having with these girls have been incredible. If you guys remember, we introduced Amanda back, I think it was episode 13 with her first introduction and a lot's happened since then. She took a little bit of time to travel to Bali on a yoga retreat that she co-hosted with one of her friends. And it just so happens she's also packing up her life and moving to San Francisco. I just found out about this like two days ago. So (laughs) (laughs) a lot's changing. Um, But when I re-listened to episode 13, there was something you said, Amanda, towards the end of the episode that really struck a chord with me and I think it's something we can expand on with this episode. Um, You talked about releasing the grip on your life when we were talking about all the strict food rules and fitness rules and everything everyone seems to place on their life and expectations for themselves and how they go about accomplishing all these things every day as they go along. And you mentioned that you had achieved more of a flow state in your life and just really letting go of that grip, going more with the flow. And you said it's allowed you to take the pressure off, soften your expectations on yourself. And you now Mm -hmm. perceive all of the quote unquote stressors that we put on ourselves a lot easier in your daily, daily life. And I just think we can talk about that with everything you've experienced recently and everything you're going through. And Hello, welcome back from Bali. <laughs> Hello, thank you so much. I um, I'm definitely still like reintegrating back into life here, but as as you know, obviously, like the integration period can only last so long because yeah. literally the second I got back, I decided that you know why not uproot my entire life and move again <laughs> and back to San Francisco, back to the place that you yes. originally started your adult life and career and everything you talked about in the first episode that you didn't necessarily enjoy and you had moved to LA looking for something new and now you're going back and I just think it's so interesting how you're going full circle after huge life experiences and huge life shifts. Yeah I mean so so I I was like kind of joking with one of my friends earlier I was like okay I'm the most cliche person in the world right now. Like I went to Bali and all of a sudden like decide that I need to come home and move. Um, (laughs) Change everything. (laughs) Um, And and it was like that, but it wasn't. Um, You know, and I love that you brought up what we talked about last week about the concept of ease because that's sort of what the past three, maybe even four weeks have really been. Like ease has been the name of the game. 
Um, and it did start in Bali, right? It's 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 such an incredible country where the pace and the tone is different. So pace, yeah. people aren't working as as quickly and as ru- in such a rushed manner as we tend to do here. So there's a lot more inherent enjoyment in like the simplicity of your day to day. And then tone wise, it, that's another subtlety, but everyone was just always kind, always yes. kind, always grateful. And when you are like immersing yourself in that, in another culture that, that embodies those things like the Balinese people did, or do, I should say, yeah. um, it's impossible not to bring that back with you. And it's truly just part of them. It's part of their culture. It's part of their daily life. Like the smile on their face through the simplest of tasks or just when a stranger walks by, it's so genuine. It's just, it. when Ben and I were there last March, we had the opportunity to go with one of our friends who was hosting a retreat that it was just an experience I had never expected. I knew Bali was going to be a great experience and a great place, but I had no idea that the people and the way the people are and the way they live and just the way they interact with each other and interact with you would have such a large impact on my life. And yeah, you said that so well, the tone, the simplicity, it, it truly speaks volumes to how they are. So much so. And, and you know, it's obviously you know, as most countries are when compared against America, it's a poorer country, right? But you don't feel, um, I don't feel need. Yeah, there's never like no pressure need from it. there. Yeah. yeah. They're just like completely happy. And of course, you know, there's still family structures and relationships and everyone has their own like personal stuff still. But it feels, um, yeah, it just felt so much easier. And so, you know, you bring that, all right, my goal was to bring that, that deep sense of ease back here with me. And, you know, going off of what we talked about last, or last time we talked, <laughs> which, um, you know, talking about how things like don't have to always be hard. Well, I kept that in mind when I like decided to make this shift and move back up to the Bay Area. I was like, okay, if I am really meant to do this, if I'm meant to really act on this idea, then I want everything to be easy. I don't want the move to be complicated. I don't want um, it to feel like a burden. And even that simple shift, that mindset shift of, okay, this doesn't have to be hard. Even though it might have been hard in the past, it doesn't have to be difficult this time. That mindset going into it really makes all the difference as all of these random funny little pieces started to to fall together. The movers, the apartment... Um, that mindset shift just really affects how you view everything that comes forward for you. Yeah. And I mean, from what I have gathered from you and just talking to you about your plan to move forward and change places, it's not necessarily you're running away from anything. You're not unhappy necessarily with where you are, what you're doing. You're actually not even changing much with what you're doing because you're you're lucky enough to have established a work-life balance where you can be mobile and do most things online and not necessarily be tied down to a job that a lot of us are in a certain location. But it doesn't sound like you're doing this as a means of running away from anything. You're just moving forward in what feels right for you right now. Totally. I mean, listen, when I moved from New York to San Francisco, 
I was running away when I moved from San Francisco to LA. I was running away. Yeah. You were um, looking for something bigger, something better. You were trying to change drastically. Totally. And, you know, I mentioned this in a post actually earlier today. Um, LA is really where I healed. It's where I found, you know, the teachers and the guides and even my couple of coaches that I had, one that I'm, I'll always work with. Um, her name is Melanie Klein. And, you know, through all of that, I realized that I could put myself back together again. And I've been so happy here in LA and I love the community, but I had this really unexplainable call to go back to San Francisco. And after I started to act on that call, I sort of did realize what you said, which is bringing it full circle of finding healing, you know, working on yourself and then taking that happiness wherever, you know, it doesn't matter if it was San Francisco. I could be moving to New York or to Arizona and chilling with your family, Brie. Yeah, Um, (laughs) they would be welcome to have you. (laughs) They would love it. Uh, the adopted daughter, the other blonde. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is totally listening to this. She'll open up my, oh, my hi, old bedroom mom. to you. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, the, the thing is, is like that ease and the healing and the happiness that comes from all of that. It's not, it doesn't matter if you're in Bali. It doesn't matter if you're in San Francisco or New York or LA. Like that, that feeling actually has to be cultivated from within first. It's not right. about where you live or, or even who you're with. It has to come from you. Yeah. And I think when you moved to Los Angeles, what, five years ago? Is that yeah. the timeline? You were in the mindset where I think a lot of our listeners and our community is in right now. They're looking for change. They're seeking out a new way of going about doing things. They're interested in the possibilities of doing things differently. And I think that's the difference. You came to LA looking for that. So you sought it out depending, you could have moved anywhere and probably still have found that. It just so happened that you were in that mindset when you moved to Los Angeles and you are now at that next chapter where you feel like you've you've reached balance in that and you're confident in who you are and who you've become. And now you feel like you can take that wherever you go, wherever you are. Yeah. I mean, that's like the perfect way of phrasing it, right? I'm, I'm ready for the next chapter because I sought out that healing. Um, but the healing is mobile and you're right. It didn't have to even be in LA. It is the mindset. So for, for those who are listening at home and like know that they uh, need a change or they feel like they need something more or new or different, um, I want to put a blanket statement out there that I obviously felt that too, but I definitely didn't know what my next steps were going to be. I sort of just cast a bunch of things out there. I started meeting with a bunch of people. I started like, you know, trying different workout classes and cooking different things and literally just started to shake up every single part of my routine at that period of time until new things started to stick. And like once those things stuck in in a more measurable or more notable way, that's when themes in my life started to develop. Themes about places where I wanted to grow myself more, places where I wanted guidance more, places where I just wanted to branch out and socialize in a different way. So like if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I need change. I don't know where to start. I don't think anyone ever knows where to start. You kind of just do it and then you figure it out along the way. Yeah, you have to create that mindset first. You have to become aware of the changes you're interested in or that you want to start focusing in on. I've heard a quote and I'm not sure who said it, but it's something that stuck with me 
recently that's been really powerful in my life, and I might totally butcher this right now, (laughs) (laughs) Um, it goes something like this. What you focus in on is exactly what you'll create more of in your life. It's so true. It's so good. I'm pretty, yeah. Like if you're hating everything about your day-to-day job and you're coming home upset and miserable and you don't like where you live and you're just not happy with your friendships or your community groups or even the things you do on a daily basis. Like if you're constantly stuck in that vicious cycle of thinking about all the things you hate, you're focused in on that and you will most likely create more of that because you're not seeking out that positive outlook of what can you change, what can you do different, what can you take action on to improve and make your situation better. 100%. It's the law of vibration, right? You know, even if you don't want to use the word vibration or vibes, Energy, it's yeah. the concept of like attracts like. Yeah. I mean, actually, it's funny you brought that up because I, I had a similar awareness in the post office of all places about two days ago because I was in the post office um, during lunchtime, which for anyone listening, do not go to a post office during lunchtime. It is a nightmare. Especially in a big city. (laughs) Oh, my God. But here's the thing. I was in such a good mood. I've just, to be perfectly honest, I've just been in a great mood for like months now. (laughs) But I love it. I was in a great mood in line at the post office. And I like looked down at my phone and was like, wow, it's been 20 minutes and this line hasn't moved. And I was a little annoyed, but then I was like, whatever, it's fine. We're here. Let's, let's keep going. And the awareness came about because I was like, you know, if I was in a place of negativity or, you know, just low vibrationally. And so me a couple years ago, and I was in a 20 minute line at the post office, I would not have had that reaction. I would have had like, the internal meltdown of like, God, uh, why is this happening? Why me? You probably would have convinced me? yourself it was okay to like cut in front of other people or ask to move forward in the line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just that self, the selfishness of it all. Yeah. And, and there's, there's this like victim mindset that, that comes about when you're, when you're sort of in like a low vibration state too, where it's everything is happening to you rather than for you. And that's like such an important awareness to have is that even the bad or the frustrating stuff is put in your way or in front of you in your path as something for you to learn from or to work through or just sit it out. Like a line in the post office, I don't know how much you're going to learn from that other than patience. But you know, we, we get thrown bigger things too. It's not... It's not the poor me, the why me. It's, okay, let's embrace this. Let's enjoy this. What can I learn from this? Similar to what we were talking about last week. But, you know, to bring it full circle, it's the mindset that that shifts. It's not a ton else. It's just the way you approach it. Yeah. That's the only thing that's different in that scenario is the way you decided to interpret that situation. You look around and you realize everyone else is also in the line. Mm-hmm. This is not only affecting you. You're not the only one in the universe. And it's it's just realizing that you just have to accept certain things that are out of your control and move forward from them. Like there's no real life lesson there other than patience and just accepting what's happening around you. And the things that you can control are the things that you can really focus in on and start creating shift around. I, you know... I- Actually, I would I would even add to that. The other life lesson is what you said, is that it's not just you. You're not the only one in the yeah. universe. Yeah. 
it, it's funny because that concept of of you know worrying about ourselves so much, getting like so deeply preoccupied with our business. This is probably a separate talk on on the different oscillating states of the ego because when we have oh, yeah. ego, we have high, low, and healthy ego. Um, and so most people actually are in a state of low ego where they feel like they're still worrying about their problems, but they uh, don't feel like they have enough in them to voice it or to stand up for themselves or to share what's going on in their world. And when you said you're not the only one in the universe, that reminded me of something that I actually have some of my students do. Um, you know, if I'm in a group coaching session or if I'm teaching meditation, I actually have everyone share uh, what's bothering them or what what they're working on this week because 90% of the time, everyone in that room is working on something extremely similar and it's deep or it's heavy or it's or it's confusing for them, but everyone else is nodding their head like, yeah, I've been there or yeah, me to too. Yeah. And like, that's the flip side of you're not the only one in the universe. You are no better or no worse than anyone else, but you're also dealing with the exact same struggles that everyone else is, whether it's a breakup or the line in the post office, we're all having the same emotions and the same or similar, I should say, experiences. Yeah, and the the outside situation might appear different, but the way you're interpreting it and dealing with it and moving forward from it, it's all very similar. It's and that's where we bond from, right? Like, right. You know, there there's something to be said about community who that comes together over a shared experience and. I really think that if we were actually a little bit more open about our process and what we're feeling, what we're going through, like when that happens, you see community deepen. It doesn't matter if you're bonding over like a soccer game or an emotional trauma, but that that opens us up to actually support each other so much more. Yeah, I love that. I um, a few weeks ago, maybe even a month ago at this point, I was driving home from work and my car broke down on me. And I was stuck on Ocean Boulevard, like in between Venice and Washington, where it's a one lane each way road where if you block traffic, you really get in the way of a lot of people. Right. (laughs) And I felt my car starting to stutter and I could feel that something wasn't right. And I was so grateful that I was getting close to the intersection at Washington and I was able to just in time kind of roll as it stopped and came to a complete stop and shut down into the left-hand turning lane. And I immediately wow. called AAA and like asked for help and the ETA of the tow truck was going to be like an hour and a half and it was already like <laughs> eight o'clock at night. So I did, I had nothing to do. I was sitting in my car waiting. I had already called Ben and he was on his way to see if he could help. So I started an Instagram story about the situation. I got so many messages from people being like, I can't believe you're so positive about this. I would be so upset about this. And Mm. the most interesting thing to me was watching the other people respond to my situation. I was a girl stuck in a broke down car in the middle of the road not a single person asked me if they could help me. Wow. Not a single person. It was wow. dark and there's they might not have been able to see inside of my car to see that I was a young female sitting there helpless pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of the people that were trying to turn left, even though I had my flashers on, would pull up behind me, wait for the light to change, realize I wasn't moving, 
then honk at me, speed up, swerve around me, and flip me off. Almost uh, all of them. <laughs> Almost insanity. all of them. So I, I even caught one of those moments on story that they literally would just sit behind me until they realized I wasn't moving. Then they would be upset with me for getting in their way, for slowing them down. It was just so interesting to me that that was the common response. We live in a big city. We're not in a small town. And I did have some people message me and be like, I was broke down on the road and I had like three people reach out to me. So depending on the community that you live in, the social response is probably different. And the majority of the people might not have had any experience or known how to even try to help me, which I get. I just thought it was interesting that I frustrated seemingly all of them and was offered no help by my surrounding community when really all I needed was maybe someone to help me push the car out of the way so I could then be out of the way for everyone else it was a very interesting experience (laughs) it that that is I mean talk about bringing it full circle like that is the exact tone that was different in Bali. And that's the exact shift that I hope that we can start to create more of here, which is looking out for each other, like going a little bit slower, offering to help, showing kindness. Like, you know, it seems like such a no brainer, like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Like I would definitely help you, but it's what you do in the moment. It's not what you say you'll do, right? you know? So I'm sure everyone in the world would be like, yeah, I would, of course, help you. <laughs> and then it's like when you're in traffic, you're like, who is this? You know, yeah. they're getting in my way. It's eight expletive. o'clock at night. I need to get home. <laughs> you know, like everyone has their personal needs without looking out for each other. Right. I, that's that. I'm so glad you shared that. That's just like such a good everyday reminder. Right. Because like how many times do you see someone broken down on the side of the road? Fairly often, at least in a city, it's like check in on them check in on like your brother or your sister see what's going on make sure they're okay yeah and you you can use that as a metaphor for everything like a car broken down on the side of the road is a friend who hasn't called you back in five days because they might be feeling so down on themselves they're like they're cornering themselves and withdrawing from social interaction Mm -hmm. it could be somebody who snaps at you at work because they're having a really hard time in their personal life they're not able to fully disconnect when they're interacting with you at work it's it's a metaphor for a lot of situations and it's something that maybe we can just take a deep breath and realize like that interaction or that person's response to you has necessarily nothing to do with you and everything they might be going through. And maybe you could Mm -hmm. actually lend a kind hand or form of support and ask them if they need help in some way or ask them if they can help you push their car out of the road so everyone else can go by. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I really do. It's so true. So lesson or moral of today is Check, look at your social network. Look at your community. Where are the broken cars? <laughs> help the broken cars. And then text them. them. Hey, I heard your car is broken down. And they'll be <laughs> super confused. <laughs> but it'll start a conversation for sure. <laughs> hey, I see your flashers are on. How can I help? <laughs> you snapped at me like five times the last time we talked. Like, what's going on with you? Yes. <laughs> Wow, I actually love this analogy. I'm totally using this. <laughs> <laughs> it's real life, though. And I mean, that just goes full circle that everyone's going through something and we truly can relate to it and learn from it and just expand your perspective on what 
other people might be going through and see how you can maybe do it a little differently if you are part of that situation next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bali itself, I think, genuinely shifted my experience and awareness of just people in general. And I think my perspective has forever changed ever since we've come home from that trip. And it just being in in tune with the people around not only in tune with your body and you know we've talked about intuition and how food and fitness and stress and everything in your personal life is making you feel but being in tune with the people around you and not necessarily taking their reactions personally and seeing if they might need help that they're not asking for outright you know the the, the last thing I'll I'll say about the way that the Balinese sort of interact that I definitely brought back is it kind of goes along with what you were saying. They're very much a karmic country, or a, at least in, in Ubud. It's extremely devotional. They they believe really deeply in karma. And so yeah. everyone is also so kind because they they know that the repercussions of being unkind would mean that they will get that same unkindness back in some way, shape, or form, that that will come back around to them. And I just I, I just love that. It's like... In, in other words or in simpler words, like the more love you put out there, the more love you're going to get back. Because conver- if you did the, the inverse and you put out hate or you put out anger or you put out a rushed tone, that's what you're going to get back. That's that's the capacity. You, that's the capacity in which you can receive. So it's just like at the end of the day, our goal is really just to expand our capacity for love or for help or for guidance or support or whatever that thing is just so that we can show up and be better people for the people around us. What you focus in on, you'll create more of. It's so true in so many ways. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned, thank you for that, by the way, Amanda, that was beautiful. I think that's powerful for a lot of people to just expand their awareness on a deeper level. Um, one thing we haven't talked about and I wanted to plug for you quickly is you're no longer the feisty yogi. <laughs> I know. We did this whole introduction, Amanda, the feisty yogi, and then (laughs) just like everything else, she changed it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, like, I don't know, maybe I am a cliche, come back from Bali, also changed my Instagram name. Um, No, I had to have like a mini funeral for it. Um, (laughs) I, I built the feisty yogi and that whole brand because when I was first starting out as a yoga student and a yoga teacher, um... I didn't feel like I was the same as all of the accounts that I saw. Right. You know, sure, I'm blonde and sure, I live in Santa Monica, but I was not on the beach what seemed like every day drinking coconuts, coconut water out of a a real coconut, (laughs) uh, doing crazy poses. Like I I had a job and I had other things that I had to do. It was like, how how can people live this life? That's not me. Yeah. And I also felt like, and this was definitely projection at the time, like, I felt like my personality, which is East Coast and loud and pretty bubbly and a little quirky, like I felt like I almost didn't fit in in the yoga community at first. And, you know, that, of course, is like internal projections that I worked through years ago. And I think the feisty yogi was so fitting for that time, for that transition in your life. Totally. And it's just, you know, some of you guys listening who know my bread and butter is as an anxiety and empowerment coach. And it's really, really deep work. And it pulls from a lot of stuff. And yoga 
doesn't really factor into it. So even though it's a huge part of my personal life in terms of the work that I'm here to offer, you know, I had to have my, my handles and my website is shifting over. It has to reflect the, the work that I'm actually here to do. Yeah. So on Instagram, I am now anxiety to empowerment, which does sum up, you know, this shifts, yeah, I think it pretty nicely. Everything <laughs> you're doing for sure. It sums up your message. It sums up your purpose. Though we miss the feisty yogi. I do. <laughs> Gone but never forgotten. I uh, I still have the account saved on my old, old, old Instagram account yeah. so no one can uh, snatch it up. <laughs> so can people still connect with you at thefeistyyogi.com or did the website change as well? For right now, that is my website. Um, and I'll probably just do a redirect over the next couple of weeks. Okay. So. Don't you worry. Link in my Instagram bio is usually the best anyway. Okay, perfect. Well, awesome. Thanks, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) It it was a pleasure having you. And I'm so glad you're back from Bali, but I am so sad you're leaving LA. I can't believe you're moving in like two weeks. We'll definitely have to try and get together before you leave. Oh, for sure. All right, guys, that was it. Episode 19. Amanda will be back. We can record wherever she is. So she's not going anywhere (laughs) from this podcast. I won't let her escape. Nope. (laughs) Um, Reach out to me at Critical Conversations on Instagram or criticalconversationspodcast.com. I have also included a events page that you heard me mention in the a few episodes ago, and I will be sure to keep that updated, criticalconversationspodcast.com forward slash events. It's going to include workshops and events that I'll be hosting. It's going to include details for upcoming She Day events, and Amanda herself has more retreats coming, and I will be sure to include those as well. She just got back from Bali, and I think the next one is happening in Costa Costa Rica. Is that coming Mm -hmm. up May 2019? Yeah, May is Costa Rica. It's an entrepreneurship and wellness retreat. So lots of yoga, lots of like mindfulness. And then, yeah, a lot of deep self-worth digging, excuse me, and some business coaching too for my partner, which is exciting. Interesting. That's a a new spin on things. So yeah, if you guys want to just keep checking back at that events page and that would be an incredible way for you to meet up with us and connect with us in person. There's no better way to grow your community than to actually take action and connect with the people that inspire you and bring more people like that into your life so hopefully we'll see you and meet you at one of these upcoming events and we'll be back next week with a new episode thanks guys